So, I'm in the bed with my headphones on, listening to this thing, and I start to hear this. Do you know what? That's actually a pretty... No, I'm not kidding. That's a pretty good impression of was, coyotes. And by the way, that was my first coyote impression. And I have to say, like, I was pretty proud of myself. I think you, you just almost uh, nailed yeah, it. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. So I hear outside, you know, I'm I'm kind of afraid of wild animals. I think everybody who knows me knows that. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the wilderness. I'm a city kid. I, I went camping when my daughter was in kindergarten, first grade, car camping in Malibu. That's the most, you know, wilderness I want. And, and, um, meaning you were in the parking lot of the Four Seasons in Malibu. That was your v- version of car camping. No, we were in the campground with, you know, celebrities and margaritas and what everybody in the west side of L.A. does when they camp in their elementary school. Um, listening to Tommy Schlamy of the West Wing tell his amazing stories about what happened in the background, which was the most interesting shit in the world because that was my favorite show. But anyway, so Boris Yeltsin, a lot about Boris Yeltsin. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Look it up. As Josh drinks his coffee, let me, I'm going to welcome you. This is Locks in the Bagel. I'm Kenny Benjamin. I'm Joshua Beckett, the soft talker. He's a soft talker. We've been talking about this for a while, that uh, Joshua talks like he's the only person in the world. What, and there's nobody else act, to listen. That's not a nice way to no, I didn't describe mean it. it. I didn't mean it with intention, like not, you're not an asshole. I meant that you just talk in a way that suggests that you don't see that the world exists around you. What, what, I don't know what the fuck that, that means. That means that you, you, you talk like this. No, like, I don't talk. I'm not a to, soft talker. I have, to, I have to turn the mic volume not, up that's, so high. I am not a soft now, talker. Now you see, now you're yelling. You're redlining. But that's how it goes. So we have not... You re- know what I do do that's annoying? I, many things. Sure. Which one do you yeah. want? Oh, you'll, go ahead. One, no, yeah, you go. Okay. Now, one thing I do that's annoying is I start... I'll do something like this. I'll say, where is the... And I know what I'm talking about, right. but and there you are never other finish. no, and there are other people in the room who are just sort of waiting to hear what what the it is I'm looking right. for. Thus validating the very intelligent and thoughtful point I just made about you talk as if there's nobody else in the world. That not, is not out of malice, not out of that is that is that is a a that truth, is truth, an absolute truth, a perfect truth, a the, zero point truth, whatever what level of truth <laughs> you want to talk about. <laughs> no, that is a reflection of my own. Uh, lost in thoughtness. Yes, that's exactly my. I'm, I, that's what I said. You're not an. You're not an absolute narcissist like somebody's father who's sitting here. Um, not mine. Your dad but, wasn't uh, a narcissist. No, what your dad. About? I think your dad was quite the narcissist. But he's long since dead, so we can talk about him in very negative ways. Is that accurate? I talked about him in negative ways when he was not long since and he dead. And he's by the way, he's by not even way. long since dead. He's well, only d- dead. A, he's freshly dead. Freshly he's, dead. He's, he's, <laughs> He's, but he's but he's freshly he's, and completely he's, dead. He's, he's freshly and completely dead. He's not just sort of dead. He's completely dead. Yeah. Um. I told you the story about when the hospice uh, psychiatrist psychologist came to visit my dad when he was dying, and he said, "Not dead yet." <laughs> you know, she was she wanted him to talk about spirituality and about you know the afterlife and his hopes and his and my father didn't believe in anything really. I think my father would have said he believed in God, but I don't think he really did. I think he just felt that you had to say That's that culturally. Say, yeah. But um, anyway, so um, what were we talking about today? What was but the topic? Didn't, of didn't we on one of our sessions? Didn't I tell? Didn't I tell that story of what my mom said when when yes. the same thing happened? You did tell that story. Yeah. Do you want to tell it again so people can say, "Oh, they just keep repeating themselves." These no, altacocking I, fucking no, old Jews. I just, it was just a lovely thing that she had said on that. Do you think particular. some people listening don't know we're Jewish, and now they've heard we're Jewish, and they're like, "Those 
Jews. I'm not going to listen anymore. I don't think you could listen for 10 <laughs> seconds and not know we're Jewish. Ah, America is a funny country. I don't know if you, you, you know that, but I've been told. Um, so what were you going to talk about today? This is the first time we've recorded in a couple of months because let me just set the scene and we're, for you. Oh, wait, yeah, we're in, and we're together right let, now. Let me just see, set the scene for you. This is the first time throughout the whole uh, life of life, Locks and the Bagel that we're in the same room. And, and I'm actually leaving tomorrow, so we'll only be in the room for this one uh, bit of time. Uh, and we're actually uh, sitting on Josh's bed, his marriage bed. Is that a thing? Do people say the well, marriage bed? Well, first of all, bed? actually, this is not the marriage. <laughs> this is not the marriage bed. Well, it's the bed in which your marriage currently lives. Oh, so it's the marriage bed in that context. Oh, I guess so. I yeah. thought you. Do you have another marriage? Do you, are you one of those guys that has like a family in Iowa? I thought you meant like the bed that we first had sex in when, like, when we got married. No, I think that's a 14th century thing. Well, I'm you're the one. Who, you're the one who called it the marriage right, bed. The 21st century marriage bed is where you know you do your taxes and you have spaghetti and your <laughs> child comes in and jumps well, up and down. Only one of those things is is true. <laughs> In this case. But this is actually a new bed. It is not a new mattress, but it is a new bed. Yeah, the bed is very nice. I you like say. this bed more than our our last bed. Yeah, well, you, I, I, I like, like I like this bed more than our your, last your bed, Your last too. bed was like, uh, it was like a Game of Thrones kind of set piece. Which is not true. That's not true heavy. at all. And I, I if you it was if you very not pretty. Game of Thrones, if you look at the, if you look at, first of all, that's... Not pretty. That's completely not true. Well, I thought, you're saying that my feelings and my thoughts are completely not true it's correct there's an absolute and, and truth you're, you're licensed in the state of the, california the, as a therapist to, to, yeah to say what your feelings are and are not <laughs> correct <laughs> waiter check please go on i but i digress um so anyway i said to nikki what were we talking about we were, were together for the first recording together for the first time in the marriage in the same bed. in the same room in the marriage bed because in, it's in the, the only soft... on the bed where you and i first made sweet <laughs> sweet love together <laughs> it's the only soft space in the house but let me just set the scene for you joshua just uh, moved into a new house well i said just moved in it's been a while but they're still working on the living room and the bedroom so I've been staying with him for a few weeks and so we've been in these three rooms which is his bedroom his daughter's bedroom and ostensibly what is the office which is also a bedroom a kitchen a living room right. and a place to pray um for the, the hopeful that the house gets finished at some point because right now i think josh is losing his mind yeah that's um, fair but here's the thing about here's the thing about joshua that many of you don't know and some of you might know he believes that the world should be uh, decent and fair and that when somebody says i will do this at this time in this place this is my word, they should do this in this time in this place. And what he's found, strangely enough, for any of you who've ever had work done on a home, is that that's not how it happens. Is that is that an accurate uh, statement? That's an accurate statement. And so he's losing his fucking mind right now. He's so frustrated um, and so overwhelmed. I suggested drinking and drugs, but like I guess the whole I have a job and a kid, you know, yeah. that didn't go but day, so well. But day drinking, this is, this is one of the things where day drinking... But suddenly makes sense to me. Right. It's a reasonable it's a reasonable response to a certain kind of frustration one might even call trauma, although we don't d diminish trauma by saying it's trauma, but it's a certain kind of trauma. I would say this is maybe a little T trauma. Yeah, little T. Little T trauma. Um, so anyway, so... Um, it's definitely having a negative effect on me. Do you think it's, it's a re... Uh, re uh, what's the word? 
reorienting, not reorienting, re, uh, what's the word? When you like move, your synapses get uh, rebuilt and shifted around. Like if you lose your hearing, your eyesight gets better, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. What's the word for the re-something? Rewiring? Thank you. So, you know, sometimes it's the simplest words that are the hardest to find. Yeah. Fish. Yeah. Is it rewiring my, yeah. my brain? Is it rewiring your brain? <laughs> no. you're, you're, in, you're in fight or flight. You're hyper vigilant all the time now. Well, you know, it's very stressful. Yeah. I don't know if I'm in fight or flight, but it's very stressful. I've just been in a cranky mood for like two months now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I appreciate that, but let's move on. Um, <laughs> you brought it up. I did bring it up. You know, I was just thinking, I was going back to the whole marriage bed idea. Um, when Josh and I were in high school, we spent so much time together. We we were really together all the time. That often people referred to us as a married couple. Mm-hmm. They thought we were married um, in a playful way because in those days only a man could marry a woman. We lived in a much more restrictive society, um, so people didn't mean in a real way. But uh, what were we talking about today? What was our topic? I don't even remember what we we're talking. But now I'm in the marriage bed. I'm actually very comfortable. I, I, the bed I, is soft. I'm I, feeling I sleepy didn't, I now. didn't hear you. I didn't. I, are you trying to seduce me? <laughs> yes. Do you have any tequila? <laughs> Condoms? What? I, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> y- you didn't mention a topic. Oh, we're not going to have a topic. This is a free form. This is like the summer. We've been off for the summer. We've been doing so many things that we can't, of which we cannot speak. And yet here we are back in the marriage bed talking on Locks and the Bagel. What should we talk about? Should we talk about your marriage and the state of your marriage and how that's going? <laughs> My marriage is is remarkably rock solid. Is it rock solid? It's remarkably solid. I mean, considering how stressful all this has been. We've your been doing, wife is a saint, as they used to say when we been, were kids. We, we've She's been a doing saint. Very well. <laughs> she's we've a saint. Well. You know what the thing about my wife? Everybody thinks she's a saint. Yeah, she because she she's, seems like the nicest person in the she world. She seems like she's the got nicest inner person. Darkness. She's got. She seems she like the darkness. nicest person in the world, and it, yeah, she hides all that shit. I, I have very seen. Well. I have seen her darkness, and let me tell you, folks, it it's, is not it's pretty. Pitch black. It's not. It's dark. It's very dark. <laughs> it's, oh my it's god! It's dark in there. It's dark. So I spent. I spent. Um, I'm here uh, in Los Angeles. I've spent uh, some time with my daughter this week, who I haven't seen in quite a while because of the pandemic. And let me say, she's doing quite well. She is. She started a new job. She started a new job. Let's not mention names because we don't want to. We don't want to get anybody in trouble. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what that. Let's means. just say it rhymes with childhood. <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, anyway. We, I thought it was pretty good on the on the fly. Yeah. That, that here's here's the that. thing, though. You learn about children as you, you. Your child is twenty years younger than my child, which is so bizarre. You're going to be so old when that child is a teenager. So old. You, uh, anyway, let's not get into that because it's very sad and I'm already starting to tear up. Um, I lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? Daughter, Nelson Mandela. Your daughter is doing very well. Oh, I thought we were no, talking about No, but talk about, about a saint. Can you imagine what, how do you walk out, how do you walk away? 27 years in prison 27 years and then in come prison. out with a nonviolent and idea like of that. healing a country. I do. I think he's the most interesting person of the 20th century. In fact, let's do this game. If you could have dinner with any person, living or dead, who would it be? And mine, even before we brought this up, mine has always been Nelson Mandela because I'm so curious to hear like how someone has that kind of spirit and inner force. I've never really seen it in any any other human being. You? It's it's quite remarkable. I I, I mean, the first person that came to my mind was Abraham Joshua Heschel. Mm-hmm. Um, Not Lincoln. I don't know, man. I just don't think he'd be fun at a dinner party. I, yeah. I just don't, you know. A little, a little boring. I don't know if he's boring, but God Almighty, he's just stiff. You know, there's, stiff. there's one story about so Abraham the, Lincoln and James Joyce in a bathhouse. I don't think there is a story like that. 
What do we know about Lincoln's sense of humor? Did he have one? That's a good question. I don't know. We should we should consult Lincoln scholars and find are many Lincoln scholars in the bed with us. I don't don't know, but we that would be a fun thing to do. We 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 could call. But you know what? We could we could we could contact someone and say we do a podcast, and we would love to call you and record it and 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 ask you a couple questions. Yeah, you know what that's called? What having a guest. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Why not? We, why don't we do that? We might move into the guest realm. The problem is, how many guests do you think can handle this thing right here that's happening between us on this bed? What can handle what's <laughs> happening between us on this bed? Very few guests. <laughs> but, yeah, that's my point. A punto, as you, I used to can, say. Can you move your move your hand? Take your hand please off. My, don't, take your hand off my. Please leg. don't give the listeners the wrong idea. And that's not my hand, by the way. But anyway, <laughs> oh my god, it's getting X-rated now. We're going into a whole ugly realm. And it's like oh, seven in the morning. But I think, I think it'd it's be over. But, but don't you think it'd be fun to, to 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 talk to a Lincoln scholar and ask questions that like. But like questions that that probably are not questions that the, this, that scholar would be accustomed to having. Right, like what flavor ice cream did yeah, Lincoln like? Yeah, like? like did he have a sense of humor? What was his favorite joke? Mm-hmm. Did he have bunions? What's a fun? What's a funny story about Lincoln? Uh-huh. And what did his feet look like? <laughs> you know, Lincoln. I I heard that Lincoln had beautiful beautiful feet, pedal yeah. extremities. Yeah, Lincoln was the first American president to get a pedicure, and that's what I'm. That's what I've been told. He he invented the pedicure. Lincoln invented the pedicure. Yeah, free. He's, he he's, had a list. He's, he's known. He's known for emancipation. He had a list. Le- less well known is the very in, with the cuticles. Yeah. Very intense with the cuticles. Yeah. Yeah. He had a list when he became president. Like free the slaves, heal the country, do something with the cuticles that's never been done. Like he <laughs> he had a vision. The man had vision. He yeah. had he had uh, he had moxie, and he had beautiful feet. And beautiful feet. <laughs> All right, let's talk about something substantial. You, well, you don't think Link? We're, we're talking about Lincoln. What could be more substantial than than talking about Lincoln? Lincoln's cuticles. That's what we're talking about. Lincoln's cuticles. Do you know that my mother, when I was a small child, was a manicure? I do know that. And she practiced manicures on me as a five year old boy. I had the most beautiful nails in kindergarten of any child, male, female, non binary, didn't matter. I had the best nails. Clear polish in those days. And did she favor the, uh, you know, it was very popular back then with the French tips. Yeah. You know, I have do have this memory. My mother used to come home and she was exhausted because um, it was a horrible job. She was hunching over. She was in pain. But the smells, there was this, uh, I think it was the porcelain nails she, mm. that, that, that I imagine today would be considered toxic. I imagine today you couldn't do what they did then. No. I used to love the smell of uh, nail polish remover. And f- to, truth be told, I still love the smell of nail polish remover and gasoline. By the way, yeah, is that when you were in the institution? Or no, I was not. Was- I was not in the institution, but I I could very easily see how people become huffers. <laughs> huffers. Or is it a chuffer? No, no, I like the word hover though. It reminds it, me. It reminds there, me a lot of is Ariana there, is Huffington. There, is there a huffer and a chuffer? Isn't wasn't the guy married to Ariana Huffington a huffer? Wasn't that his story? Is that what he called her? The Huffy. <laughs> Huffy. I don't know. Is she still alive? Ariana Huffington. Oh my God! Still yes, alive? she's still alive, alive or dead. Jewish or not Jewish? Huffing. Are you looking it up? Are you Google? Are you d- I'm using making, the Google? Yeah, making sure. Yeah, huffing paint. Yeah, huffing. I, yeah, no, I knew it was the right word. I just thought it was funny. What's is is chuffing a word? Because chuffing should be chuffing. A word. That's a very different word. Chuffing should be a word. There's, there's FEC violations to talk about chuffing. You can't you can't yeah, really get into right. that. Um, I've completely lost my train of thought. What about this weather? <laughs> it's like that. 
That's the go-to like when you're with your in-laws and you don't know what to talk about. It's like, what about this weather, huh? That's the go-to for anybody. Anybody, you know right? To talk about. But seriously, it's been like the hottest summer on record. So that's a problem, I think. Yeah, that's weird. I, I, that's people should look into that. Like, yeah, it, it seems very hot that. to me. Yeah. Is it hot? Or is it just a democratic plot? Because that's what uh, I've heard uh, tell. Um, it, we, I we, think it was Rand Paul, the... Uh, I think he calls himself a libertarian. I would just call him a fucking lunatic who has no idea what he's doing. We could talk about Schadenfreude for a second, which I've had. Eric, Eric Schadenfreude. Yeah, we went the to high. Cricket, we went to high school. We went to high school. The great cricketeer. Is that was it? We call it cricket player, or cricketeer. <laughs> cricket. Or am I just watching too much of the Disney Imagineering series? Everything gets oh. tiered. <laughs> I want to be a chocolate everything, everything is in a year. Yeah, I want to be chocolatier. I want to be a chocolatier. That's a song we should write. But anyway, go on. I digress. Yeah. Well, because in the midst of what seems like the world conspiring to frustrate me these days for the last two straight months, it's been remarkable. It has been offset by serious schadenfreude. And I don't like to think of myself as a person who wishes any ill or takes pleasure in the suffering of others. You don't? No, I don't like to think oh, of okay. myself that way. But do you sometimes? Well, in in a very particular context, because I've been reading almost daily, or let's say weekly now, for the last three weeks straight, somebody who has been a vocal and vehement anti-vaxxer or, vocal or, vehement. or COVID conspiracy theorist, theorist dying of COVID. Yeah. And honestly... You, f- you feel it, okay with that? I feel beyond okay with yeah. that. I feel good about it, and I don't like to admit that, but it's true. Yeah. I'm, do you feel that when you yeah, read that? I do, actually. I'm very, very frustrated by people politicizing, uh, taking care of our, our, each other, taking care of us, scientifically based sort of simple steps that help us, you know, keep people from getting sick and dying. I feel bad for their families. One of these of guys course, it's a horrible le- left thing behind for their two families. children. Yeah. You know, I'm like, fuck you, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of wish they just stayed sick and didn't die, so their kids didn't have to grow up without parents. But, but, but you know, there's, there's this, that's a certain kind of evil that um, that sole purpose seems to be to just hurt people. And I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't appreciate it. It's frustrating. Or you know, these parents who are screaming and threatening other parents at school board meetings over it because they want their children to wear a mask so they don't get sick. Where they don't infect their teachers. Let's to talk get about sick. that guy. Did you watch that video? You, you're the one who yeah. hit me to it. That guy at the school was board it Tennessee? meeting. Tennessee? I can't remember. Uh, like no. It was Tennessee. no, no, it was Texas. Tech, well, it's a T. Yeah. All the conservative T states. That guy, I think, is a fucking hero who took his clothes. He said, who said, you know, yeah. they make me wear this coat at work. I don't like it. He took it off. They make me wear this tie and right. this shirt at work. I don't like it. He took, basically ended up stripping down to a swimming suit. Right, he, right. And saying, you know what? There are all kinds of things that we don't like doing right. and that we and do anyway. Right. And we've been doing it for years and years. And the idea that suddenly people are complaining about having to wear a cloth mask for the safety of other people. Right. And by the way, comparing it to the slaughter of 6 million Jews yeah. regularly, Horrible. the Republican elected officials, regularly comparing it to the uh, doing experiments on children without anesthesia. I mean, this is the kind of, this is the comparison they're making. It just drives me nuts. It's so infuriating. And, it, and I always wonder, like, are these people just like, dumb morons are they stupid stupid people or are they are they uh, opportunistic 
Are, are they? Are they? What, what? What? What makes somebody say things like that? Like, is it? Is it rage? Is it anti-Semitism? Is it? Is it stupidity? Like, who would compare putting a little cloth thing over your mouth so you don't, you know, spit and emit the um, particles to protect everybody to murdering children? to murdering adults, to doing science experiments on, on people without anesthesia. Like, who would make that comparison? I just don't, what, what makes someone do that? Like, the, the, the crazy congress lady whose name I'm not going to mention, um, Marjorie something, I just mentioned yeah, her name Ta- again. Taylor Green. Um, and then Bobbitt. the other one, yeah, yeah, like, what makes them do, are they dumb? Or are they just like hateful? Well, no, listen. So I sent you some quotes the other day that I thought the H.L. Mencken were, The H.L. Mencken, who was just so brilliant and tell and people so funny. who H.L. Mencken was. He was, just, a, he was a humorist. He was around the turn of the century. He was a humorist. Essayist, humorist, journalist. Yeah. Anyway, but look, here's one that I sent you that, that speaks to this. The men, gonna, the, the men, the American, let's call them humans, but the men, this is just a quote because yeah. is the way people spoke the back time. then. The men the American people admire most extravagantly are the most daring liars. The men they detest most violently are those who try to tell them the truth. So appropriate, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just it's infuriating, and it, and and the, what's more infuriating is that there are millions and millions of people in this country who seem to believe this stuff, and so we are we are coming toward I think a new civil war, and I, and I'm not really um, I don't know what to do about that. I really don't. Like I have no idea what to do about that. I read articles that people say, well, you still you know a lot of people have given up on talking to the other side, and and they say, well, you have to still engage them. You can't, but how? How do you talk to someone who says, We're putting a mask on my eight-year-old to protect her and her teacher is like killing six million Jews and makes that comparison with no irony, no no whatever, just serious comparison. How do you talk to a person like that? You don't. You, you can't. The the what the guy in uh, Florida, I, I, the Florida, governor, Florida, no, not DeSantis, a guy who called somebody the N word, and then in court literally, literally said, it's, that's not racist. <laughs> yeah, I know. Did you read that? No, I didn't read that, but I mean, that's oh, been no. going on for a while. You know, the Supreme Court, there was a ruling last he says year about he this. Said it's, he said it's derogatory. Right. Sure, derogatory, sure. Aggressive, sure. Not racist. Right. Well, I, you know what I've always said, and, and some people might find this offensive, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, you know, America raises some of the dumbest people in the world, just some of the dumbest people in the world. And I don't know if that's a product of our, our poor education system or, or cultural, historical values that, you know, haven't been interrupted in some way with evidence and growth. But, um, you know, it's America. Well, but I'll go back to the thing that I think we, we talked about before, and you and I have talked about privately. Mm-hmm. I think the, the reason, if you scoop under it, the reason that you cannot talk to, those, to, to people like that mm-hmm. is not stupidity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I, it's shame. Yeah, you you have mentioned this. Put the microphone closer to your it's face. It's shame. I'm I'm going to be sucking on it if I put it any closer to my face. Uh-huh. It's shame. Different show. It's shame. And you you yourself have said the the the, the disappearance of shame. Yeah. In this country, right? You know, uh, combined with fear and, con- and social media and, and conspiracy and, theory yeah. spread. You know, is it's a, uh, it's is, a cocktail it's a, of it's ugliness. A horrible cocktail. So but I think I think yeah. But I think that yeah. The 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 admitting that they're wrong would create such shame, right. and that the, and that and that there there is so little shame anymore that there's no way you can talk to them. 
Right. I mean, it's interesting. It's sort of like you look at the Donald Trump presidency and the whole Christian right, which theoretically was all about morality and values. And then here's a man who cheated on his wife and was alleged by many women to have sexually assaulted them uh, and who was just a crass, you know, kind of rude, narcissistic human being. Um, They all loved him. So if you can't... uh, I don't know. I, I just can't make sense of any of that stuff. There's all this political opportunism and this loss of, of community, the sense that we're, we're, we're living a shared experience in some way. So as I say, I mean, that's the last thing I want to say about this is we're headed toward a civil war. Everybody should, you know, be terrified. But let's talk about something light let's, and pleasant. Let's read one last H.L. Mencken <laughs> quote because it's so good because okay. you just mentioned Donald Trump. All right. Here's this quote. As democracy is perfected, the office of president represents more and more closely the per- inner soul of the people. Okay, this is what you're talking mm-hmm. about. On some great and glorious day, the plain folks of the land will reach their heart's desire at last and the White House will be adorned by a downright moron. And that, my friend, uh, uh, punto. is exactly what we ended up with. Yeah, and for those of you people who, who liked Donald Trump and the presidency, okay, let me just ask a question. I just don't understand this. Like, I understand if you want lower taxes. I understand the old school Republican values. I don't agree with them, but I understand them. And I think they're, it's a reasonable to say we should have lower taxes and this is what the government's role should be. Like, that's a reasonable debate in a democracy. That debate should happen. Always it should be ongoing. But how do you defend the sexual assault toward women, the attitude, the cavalierness, the way he treated uh, people of color, the putting children in cha- uh, putting children in cages policy? How do you defend that stuff if you think of yourself as a reasonable, thoughtful human being? Oh, Obama was putting children in cages before Trump, my friend. <laughs> he was not doing that. It was a different policy. Um, but I want to say, like, I don't understand that. Part. I, was, I don't. I was for the, for the people who didn't understand that I was kidding. I was I was being the I was being the, the voice of of the people to whom uh-huh. you were speaking. Timing, you know, you need to work on your comedy. Um. So anyway, I digress. But I, I just I just I never understood that part. I, I never understood reasonable people who supported Trump who could accept who who either dismissed or just accepted the fact that he was overtly racist and had people in his in his cabinet and in his inner circle who were overtly racist, misogynistic, and 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 abusive and and just accepted that like, ah oh, yeah, no big deal. We like the lower taxes, so we're gonna accept a horrible human being who treats people horribly and is a horrible role model for our children. Yeah, I just except never understood that. Yeah, well, but the the argument that you're gonna get is yes. none of that stuff is true. Yeah, I'm not interested in the argument. I'm interested in the reality. Yeah, but you're not gonna get the reality <laughs> that you are gonna be you're gonna be confronted I know, with I know. Is, I'm not asking you to respond. I'm simply putting it out there. Is well, well, none of that stuff's true. That's all made up stuff. That's right. It's all made up stuff. It's all because it's he, all, it's be, all and this fake. is the last thing I want to say about this topic. But he said, "Don't believe your eyes and what you see." He literally said that. Don't believe what you see. Well, that's the Richard Pryor thing. Who are you going to believe, me or your lying eyes? <laughs> that's exactly right. And what happened, to Richard Pryor? Dead. Yeah. So there you go. Anyway, let's talk about unicorns and cotton candy because this is the thing. No, you know what I want to talk about. Let's talk about Bake Squad. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Oh, my God. If you guys haven't watched Bake, Bake Squad. Squad. Woo! So good. It's a new show on Netflix. It's the woman uh, co- hosted by the woman who created Milk Bar. Christina Tozzi. Is that her name? Christina Tozzi? Yeah. So 
<laughs> well, we're back to toes. Toes. Oh, look at look what we just did. And you know, it reminds me of we Moses. went from Abe Lincoln to Christina Toes. Now you're talking really loud. It reminds me of Moses supposes his roses were no, toes. No, toes are roses, roses of Moses supposes. Anyway, w- w- this show is great. If you like, here's the thing I like about Bake Squad. This is a, this is a cooking show, a basically a cook, uh, baking show on Netflix. And it's uh, this woman who has has taken four people onto a team, a squad, and they all compete each week, uh, like for an event. Like somebody comes in and says, "My mom's having a wedding. We need to make a cake," and they talk about what their mom likes. And then each of the four bakers makes something fucking amazing these are the most amazing and talented bakers you've ever seen in your life you can't even believe some of the stuff that comes out of there but here's the thing i like about it and this may feel old schooly but i like the fact that they support each other this is not a show where they're cutthroating they're trying to win they're trying to get their their um baking piece chosen but they're helpful to each other i just like that part of the show <laughs> their baking piece their baking piece. show me your bake show, show me, me your bake show me piece. your baking piece you know as long as we're on the bed show me your, show me your you know you, you always go you always go dirty you always go blue right away um you know when i was a kid my dad took me to vegas and we went to see buddy hackett buddy hackett was an old school comedian he didn't allow children in his he show did not, How did no he allowed there? children he didn't allow children to sit up oh, in the front against the stage oh, he didn't want to be able to see them yeah he didn't want to be able to see them as he said the foulest things that a human being can say but anyway it was funny but i digress going back to bake squad so christina tozy that's her name yeah she's a genius she created milk bar which is this like amazing bakery in new york i think they're in la yeah, i'm not sure she's remember. a genius but i but, I, but in the context but, but she's of, a good baker let me you know you always denigrate the cl- the bakers I don't you're, the, the you're, you're a baker denigrator i love bakers you're i think these people baker bakes, denigrator i think the people i brought a bake squad those people are brilliant um yeah and they're very funny and do you think the, the there's in a the man, truest de- definition of the word brilliant <laughs> they really no they really they shine there's a man on the show named gonzo now the, here's the question i have did his parents name him gonzo or is that a nickname i don't know what kind of a parent names their kid gonzo on the other hand Kind of a parent names their kid Snoop, especially if you're la- if you if your last name is Dog, would you name your kid Snoop? Yeah, if I wanted him to be rich and famous and successful as a rap artist and a and an entrepreneur in yeah. American culture, I would absolutely name him that. I was in I was in Starbucks the other day, and there was a woman there with a small child, and I I made conversation, and uh, <laughs> like I made conversation, and um, the child's name was Malachi, and I thought like this kid can only grow up to be a wizard. Yeah, like there's yeah. no other there's no other career path like sometimes names are destiny yeah. malachi will be maybe the great wizard of the 21st century yeah yeah we and, have, we, and don't we need a new we, great wizard yeah when was we haven't had a great wizard and i think for it was while. it was 1942 when james johnson smith the last great wizard very generic i think we need a different kind, i think the last great wizard actually wore a hood and i think we i think we i think we need a different kind of wizard yeah, we might we might i think we, we might need, want to reclaim yeah. wizard i think as, we should i think joyful yes. and harry let's, potter like let's reclaim let's let's commit ourselves on this show today to reclaiming we're reclaiming wizards wizardry. all around the world yeah. warlocks and wizards yeah well anyway what were we talking about bake squad oh yeah okay so um so christina tozy who i do think is a genius but let me tell you why she created an amazing bakery and she marketed it in an amazing way so within an american definition of modern entrepreneur i think she's like the woman who created Spanx. I can't remember her name right now. Yeah, Elizabeth, maybe. Yeah, I don't um, know. You know, do you know what Spanx? Are? I do know what Spanx. Are. This is a, this. I think this was the company that went to a billion dollars in earnings faster than any other company in the history of business. Like there are some people that just see a need, fill it, 
and then know how to market it. It's I think it's brilliant. Anyway, I digress. Let's go back to the baking. Yeah. So so this guy. I, I'm not sure Christina Tosi saw need. I think she's a good marketer though. You don't think there is a need for great baked goods? Are you kidding me? What world do you live in? No, no. After there, all the horror we've just talked about, well, I think the only well, great. There's, there's need always there is a need for, for great baked. Well, goods. there's always a need for great baked goods. But my point my is, point. it was not like there was a dearth of great baked goods. She just. Can you ever have enough good baked goods? Great baked goods? What are you saying, man? You can't have enough great baked goods. Stop being a baker denigrator. I hate that about you. That's one. That's one of the things I find most annoying is you denigrate the bakers. A baconator? <laughs> You're not a baker. Oh my god! When your wife and I were talking about bako bits the other day. Do, those of you who are any age, I don't even know when they started. But when I was a kid, they came out with something called bako bits, which was fake bacon nuggets, basically. And and you have to understand the difference between Joshua and my childhood. Joshua grew up with. Uh, just the sweetest, most wonderful mother who cooked all the time. Like, they didn't eat. Get this now. Get this. See if you can believe this. Hold on. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. He didn't eat fast food as a child. That's, Do you know anybody who didn't eat fast food correct. as a child? Not B once. Bako bits in our house was actually bits of actual, of, bacon. Of actual bacon. See, they had real bacon. But I had the chemically created bacon at Dow Chemical, wherever they made it. And that stuff... Oh my God, was that good? And Josh they, was Joshua's wife and I both experienced a childhood that involved the Western bacon cheeseburger at Carl's Jr., um, which still is. I mean, if they want to sponsor the show, great, because that is the best fast food burger on the market and has been for decades. Joshua, have you ever had a Western bacon cheeseburger? Only every day for <laughs> never, the last... Not uh, once. He's never been to Carl's Jr. And I think he's only been to McDonald's once in his whole life. Never Burger King, obviously. And nobody goes to Wendy's because that guy... Has I've been no to issues. McDonald's more than once, but I could count the number of times on, actually on one, on one maimed hand. I could... Yeah. yeah, and you don't let you don't let your daughter really eat fast food at all, which no. I think is probably healthier, but not as much fun. Because I'm going to say this again, just in case the owner of Carl's Jr. is listening, um, the Western Bacon <laughs> Cheeseburger. If there is a god, he created the Western Bacon Cheeseburger. Uh -huh. That's what I'm going to say because yeah. that burger is perfect, perfect. Uh, yeah. All right, I'd be willing to 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 eat that. We're going to have to have a taste test one day, and we're going to have to put we're going to have to do a blind taste test. I'm going to put a fast food Western bacon cheeseburger against your late mother's, you know, burger. I don't know how we do that exactly. We have to call her back from the grave. Can we do that? Call her back from the grave? Yes. Do you have that power? Well, if the old camp <laughs> stories hold true, what we do is we take, we cut, we cut a telephone line. Cut a telephone line? Yeah. And then we, we, we impale her coffin <laughs> with the telephone line. And then later tonight, uh, when the house is quiet and dark, the phone will ring. <laughs> I've never... Is this from, like, Goonies from when we were kids? It's, a, it's an old camp I've story. Never, the phone I, rings, and it's like... Wait, you went to camp. I did not. Remember, yeah. I was just eating fast food by myself <laughs> as a 10-year-old yeah. yeah. in my shower on the floor yeah, crying. Okay. Um, but anyway, um, so uh, what, what else? Oh, yeah. So, so Joshua's wife and I, I'm not going to use her name, just in case we have any stalkers. Um, Joshua's wife. We've used I, my wife's name like 432 I times. We used, fake, we used the fake name. Didn't we call oh. her Marissa? Oh, okay. We can call her Marissa. Okay, Marissa, and I'm doing air quotes now, not her real name. I think today we used her name like five times. Did we? What's her What's her name? What is her name? <laughs> Marissa. Jennifer. Yeah. All right, we'll go with Jennifer instead of Marissa. Um, so anyway, so Jennifer and I had this very deep and detailed, like really intense conversation on the deck looking out at the 
the pack of coyotes coming to kill us. <laughs> um, we uh, we had this beautiful conversation about the Western bacon cheeseburger and the Mexican pizza from Taco Bell, which sadly those bastards at Taco Bell decided to discontinue this year. And I will never, never forgive them. Ever. Because the Mexican pizza is a perfect for combination of Mexican food, fast food, and all food. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't think you do. Because I don't think you've ever had a Mexican pizza. You know what they call Mexican food in Mexico? Food. Correct. You know what they call French food in France? Food. You know what they call? Yeah, that's enough. Um, <laughs> it's a good, it's a classic joke. That joke makes you smile. Um, but anyway, wait, what were we talking about? Oh, fast food. Bake right. Squad. Bake Squad. All right. So, and I agree with you, by the way. I love sh any shows where people are supportive of each other. Yeah, I love like competitions where people are supportive British of each other. The Great British Baking Show, also yeah. incredible show. Um, you know you know, I can't stand, like, if we're just talking about people. Gordon Ramsay. You hate Gordon Ramsay. I do. And I don't know him. He might be a decent guy in life, but I don't. I hate him on TV. That's not saying I hate him as a human, because I don't know him as a human. I just want to clarify. I don't know anything about him. But the personality he shows on TV... I think it's disgusting and obnoxious and mean. Yeah. This is the part I don't like. I don't like people who are mean. I don't I, I literally don't understand meanness as a value, as a way to treat people. It drives me fucking crazy. Yeah. I I mean his person. Do you, do his you agree or disagree? Agree meanness, good or bad? Bad. I agree with you about Fernando his Lamas, dead or alive? Completely dead. Okay, go not on. even and not freshly dead. He's Long since long, dead. Long dead. Smelly dead. <laughs> yeah. The bad the bad the, kind the of bad dead. The bad kind of dead. The bad kind. Not the yeah. good kind the of dead. The rotting the rotting yeah. The rotting carcass kind Decompo of dead. Carcass is a good word. How often do you hear the word like you're in casual conversations at Starbucks? You hear the word carcass? Does anybody ever say carcass? Not not much. I would say that's one of the least used words. It depends on not 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 in the mortician uh, context. In the mort mortuary science world, in the mortuary science world, you hear that. I th you probably hear carcass quite, or actually, you probably don't. You probably hear corpse quite. Yeah, I don't often. think carcass is used. I think I think maybe in the old west they use the word carcass a lot. But here's the thing about carcass: say it, say it a few times. Like let it just kind of flow out of your mouth. It's a it's a really has great mouth feel. What's a carcass? Carcass. It's a, it's a great word. Great mouth feel. It's a great word. You know what? Another word is a great word. What was the word you said the other day that was a great word? Fish? No. Nuance? No. Juxtaposition? No. Anti-disestablishmentarianism? No. What? I don't know what you're talking you about. You said it was a great word, and I said, oh, you're right. That's a beautiful word. I say many things in my life that I don't, that I don't remember. I can't remember now. What was the word? What was the word? What was I, the word? I don't Quickly, remember. Don't let your brain go into your brain. I Just think. Know. I don't know. Maybe respond. It'll come to me later. First response. Quickly. Anyway, Gordon Ramsay's persona, <laughs> because he because it's mean and he uses shame, and I think that's horrible. Yeah. However, if you watch him with kids, it's a whole different persona. So now you're which giving me that. Well, Hitler liked to paint. No, things. I'm not giving you that at all. You're not giving me the Hitler liked to paint. I'm not thing? giving the Hitler like even Hitler loved his dog <laughs> argument. Yeah. I'm saying. His persona, he has two different personas. One of them is with kids and one of them is with adults. And the one with adults, when he's talking to uh, like chefs in his kitchen, yeah, yeah he uses he ber shame. He berates he people. He berates people. He uses shame. It's, I think it's awful. Yeah, I, don't I don't think like you, I don't think that that is And a I don't think the fact that he's nice with people. kids on another show it mitigates that. I really don't. I just think like being a, he's an asshole. And so sometimes the asshole is not an asshole, but that doesn't make him less of an asshole. Am I wrong? Let's use your father as an example. <laughs> or not. Well, my dad, my dad, in some, my dad could be very charming and he could, could be very charming and could do, could do things that, listen, 
good people do bad things, bad people do good things. I agree with that. But someone who, but there are some things that are just not okay and don't get mitigated by the fact that somebody also gives money to charity. I didn't say that that should be mitigated. I'm just I saying. I don't think that he, that 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 his Ramsey's use of shame. And uh, what was the other word you, that you used that was appropriate? Anyway, I don't think assholery. Yeah, yeah. His use of shame and and fuckheadedness is. <laughs> I don't think yeah. that that's mitigated. I think it's awful. I hate that he does yeah. that. I, I think it's obnoxious and awful. I don't yeah. think and you should just, ever use shame uh, uh, and to, as a way to motivate people. And let's just compare him to Christina's toesies. What's her name? Christina's let's, toesies. No, let's compare it to Christina's toesies. <laughs> Christina Tozies? Yeah. No, Tozy. Tozies? Tozy. It's singular. Tozy. It's not Tozies. One, one Tozy. She's one Tozies, not she, multiple Tozies. No, but she has many Tozies. I mean, she's full, sometimes she's full of energy. Now, sometimes it feels like too much energy, I'll be honest with you. But but I'd rather have a little bit too much joyful energy than shame and No, and, and she works horror. really hard at just being positive and Yeah, and, and nice. supportive. Yeah. And, you know, and it's funny and that that show is funny because they they th- these people are like I mean, you want to honestly? Talented is is an understatement. Like, it is an understatement. What they what that guy did with the chocolate egg thing and that and the dinosaur hand coming Crazy. through, and um, oh my god, some of that stuff. And then the drum set, the French dude whose name I can't remember made that yeah. that drum set that you crack Christophe, open. Christoph. Christoph. That's a good name. Christoph is from. I feel like there's a Disney movie in there somewhere. But there, anyway, there, there is Frozen. Christopher, right? That was Frozen. Yeah. Elsa, no. yeah. Joshua. No, I do not want to build a snowman. Do you want to? No, build a snowman? I don't. Can you take take your hand off my leg? <laughs> what? I don't know. I can never remember the second line to that song. I only know. Do you want to build a snowman? What's the second line? I don't remember. <laughs> Does it even have a second line? Does it need a second line? Once you've said, "Do you want to build a snowman?" I can't stick kick it out without laughing. Can you sing the lyric? Because I can't. No, I, I know don't what remember. a beautiful I voice remember, you have. I don't remember the Your lyric. Your mother was a famous singer in the fifties. You you must have inherited that that beautiful voice. I did not, sadly. Just give me give, give me a, give me the first line of any song that you love. I, I don't want to do that. Give me like. Give but me, you know who I met? I met the daughter of the guy who was the production designer of Jaws. Which Jaws was, the film? Yeah, which is cool. No, Jaws the character from that Roger Moore. <laughs> I was gonna oh, James that, that Bond guy, movie. That guy was intense. I was gonna say um, his, that, that, Jaws t- the restaurant. Ca- Cass- Ca- Cassidy was his name. Ted no. Ca- Ted Cassidy. No, no. Who played Jaws? No, that was not him. You're thinking of Jack Cassidy, Ryan Cassidy. No, I'm not thinking David of Cassidy. No, I'm not thinking of that at all. Or Shirley Jones. You're thinking of Jack Cassidy's wife, Shirley Jones, or her husband. His name Marty wasn't Ingalls. Cassidy. Do you remember when we interviewed Marty Ingalls in high, our high school TV show? I do remember that. That yeah. guy was crazy. But anyway, I digress. Um, let what let's, isn't that the guy who played Lurch? Wasn't the guy? I don't no, think that so. Wasn't the guy no, who no. Played Lurch. See now you now you're now you're just uh, saying all tall people look alike. No, I'm not saying that. At <laughs> I all. think that's exactly what you said. You are you're a tall denigrator. What are you doing right now? I'm looking up who played Jaws. Richard something. Oh, Ke- no, that's Richard Kylie. Yeah, Richard, no. Oh, Richard Keel. Richard Keel. That's what I just Richard, said. Richard something is accurate. Is it not Richard something? Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, Richard <laughs> Keel. That's it. Richard right. Keel. I got it. Richard something. Yeah, you're right. You were right. I think I, you got Richard. I got Keel. If his last name was I something, knew there was a hard K. I knew there was a hard K sound in there. I think if his last name was something, it would have been funnier. By the way, Locks in the Bagel is brought to you by Love, Fear, and Chocolate. 
a relationship and media house. Anyway, let's go back to the talking. You know, what I see on the side of your bed, let's let's get into it now, because this is a little scary to me. There is a there is a small cat no, in a cage. There's not a small cat in a cage. <laughs> no, Joshua does not. You have? Are you allergic to cats? I'm. I'm not only am I allergic to You're cats. So allergic to cats. I don't like cats. Are you deeply allergic to them? I'm. I was last time I checked. Like I, you're emotionally I, allergic. I've to stayed them. away from cats for so long. I don't even know. And physically allergic to them. I'm physically. I don't like. And them. And tell me what is it about cats that you don't like that? that I don't have, First you. of all, I don't have to earn the respect of anything that walks on four legs. <laughs> let, let's let, let's talk about. You don't. Let's talk about like things you will never ever hear anyone say. Or headlines you will never read. Okay, go. The cat jumped into the icy river and saved the drowning child. <laughs> You'll never hear. You will never read a headline that says that. Yeah, but neither will the chocolate, the seven-layer chocolate cake. So what's the difference? I'm confused. You will never. Hear, I'm talking about like the difference between cats and dogs. Oh, you will never hear this. After the building collapsed, they sent in a team of cats. <laughs> <laughs> to to rescue people and smell out survivors. You'll you never know, read that. Yeah, because because cats work for like the NSA. They're stealthy. Cats do not do cats the obvious do things. Cats don't do shit. Uh, have you ever seen a cat? You'll never. Let you'll me never, ask you this You'll never hear this. Never hear this. They <laughs> sent a cat up on the top of a snowy mountain with with provisions for survivors. They sent a cat up on a snowy mountain with yeah. provisions. You know what? That's a word I love. Provisions. Provisions. When you That's say provisions, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Food. I think somebody eating their friend in the Himalayas after a plane crash. Yeah. That's the yeah. first thing I think. And you know who they sent to the top of that mountain? A cat. No, not a cat. A very smart, small, yeah, sly, another, stealthy cat. Is, but you know what you will read? You know what you will read? <laughs> what? Cat owner dies. Cat eats it. <laughs> okay, wait. Let me ask you the most important question, though. Would there be an inter- would there be a YouTube if there weren't cat videos? I don't think so. Probably so what not. you're saying is that cats are not meaningful. I would say cats made I America. A, what I it have is a theory today. that even people who own ca- like who own cats don't like cats. You I know don't why? understand cats. You know why? No. What's the what is the what's the one thing that people tr- always say when they try to convince you how great their cat is? You'll you'll like my cat. It cuddles. It'll cuddle you. It's more like a dog. I've never heard that. That's what people always say I've when they never, try to convince you I've how great their cat is. Once heard anybody That's say that. That's what they that. always say. Oh, my cat's a great cat. You'll like what, my cat. My cat's that? more like a dog. People who try to convince you how great their cat is. I've never heard somebody say that. And I knew one cat owner once in my life. Once. Once. One cat owner. And you know what the thing about cats are? Cat travels 3,000 miles across country <laughs> to find to find owner. That's, that's a another. Disney. That's, that's a, a fictional that's another, Disney movie. That's right. It's fictional. That's another headline you'll never read. But no, you know what you will read? Dog travels 3,000 miles no, across that's a, that's country to find fictional, owner. That's another fictional. That is a, not fictional. A Kurt com- Russell movie no, from the 70s. No, com- that is completely true. Or a Dean Budnick movie no, from the 90s. No, that is completely true. Who's Dean Budnick? Dean Budnick. Is that the college? The, one of your guy from my... From my dorm, yeah. I can't believe I remember. Which one was... Was Dean Budden the one who loved Elvis? the short guy. No, that was Jay. That guy loved Elvis. He had like 6,000... Yeah, he still loves Elvis. He has has his own show. Shout out to Jay, whatever his last name was. Jay Budnick. No. No. He he does a weekly show on Elvis. Jay Lester. What was his name? Jay Lester. I don't know. We could find him. It's something like Jay Schwartz. Okay, here's a question. Do you remember... Did you ever... No, not do you remember. Let's start with do you ever. Better, better, better question. Did you ever eat a sandwich at Arby's from Arby's? 
No. So you went to college with a guy named Lester, who I loved. I don't know what happened to him. He might be dead. No, you know what? You cannot find that guy. On, you know how hard you, it is? I bet he works for the CIA. Do you know? That's like, my feeling. To not be findable. You really have to work at it to not be findable these and days. And you can't find it. Do you remember his last name? Of course I do. Well, tell it. No. Sideman. Lester Sideman. Lester, Lester Sideman. Lester Sideman, if somehow you happen to be listening to the Locks and the Bagel podcast, send us an email at locksinthebagel at gmail.com. Locksinthebagel at gmail.com. And let us know you're okay. We're worried about you, buddy. I tried to find that guy. We're worried about you. We're worried about you. You got to work really hard to not be findable. So my memory of Lester, this is funny. Lester was a pretty big guy. I mean, he seemed like a big guy. He was robust. He was robust. He just seemed like, and he had that look. He had that kind of like, like, uh, like he looked at you and he, Cut right through your face. Yeah, I cut through your yeah, face. Yeah, that look. But Lester worked at Arby's, right? That's my memory. Uh, he, he got a job working at Arby's. And I remember him walking in with that hat. To make money. With was, the Arby's hat. He was very industrious. <laughs> he he was industrious. He didn't like it, but he, he, wanted, he wanted to own a uh, McDonald's franchise. I bet you Lester owns 27 McDonald's franchises in the Midwest right now. That he changed his name possible. to sound less Jewish. Well, possible. His name is Mike Smith now, not that, Lester that, Sidon. That seems unlikely. Um, but anyway, so Lester, I just remember Lester walking into, I spent a lot of time, by the way, just for context, I spent a lot of time in Josh's freshman uh, year at Brandeis because I hated where I went to school. So I just kept getting on a plane and leaving and showing up there and just walking in. Everybody there knew me. They're like, hey, how you doing, Kenny? I'm like, all right. So Lester was very funny. I remember Lester walking in, we were sitting like in the room and Lester walked in with the Arby's hat on and he did that like thing with the eyes where he lifts one eye and looks at you. He had that very funny face. I would like to know, could you do that for me? Lifting one eye and looking at you. What, I can't do that. How do you let you eye? lift an I eye? I can't do it. I, that's my point. It was unique. It was a gift. It was a gift from the gods. The same God that created the avocado was created Lester's, uh, Lester's lifting up. <laughs> The eye lift. The eye lift. It's your daughter can do it. She, she your daughter does the your your almost eight year old daughter does the freakiest fucking thing with her eyes where she moves moves her left Ooh, eye to the center and her right eye stays in exactly yeah, the that same freaks place. Me out. And I don't know what where, the hell is where, that about. She had to see somebody do that and then try it. I have and, a feeling right now discover as, that she as, can that she could do as it. As this podcast is being heard in Vatican City, there are two priests getting on a plane coming here to get the devil out of your daughter's <laughs> eyes. <laughs> that which, always which, remind, which remind, brings me back to Richard Pryor and his version of The Exorcist. You can't do that. Which, can't I, do that which, bit. Which I cannot say. Can't say those words out loud. No, no, no. But as let me just say, was it appropriate that I, as a ten-year-old, listened to that album? I'm guessing no. That was not appropriate. Because that oh album my, was dirty. But, but oh my god, that is a funny. <laughs> that bit. is a dirty bit. But it's so funny. Funny, dirty bit. Yeah. In, if you have never heard Richard Pryor, oh my god, ex, I, don't, ex, Exorcist bit. Don't let your kids listen to that. YouTube it right now. They will never so be funny. the same. All right. I think we're going to wrap this up because this was an episode that was supposed to be about the dangers of something, and I can't remember what the dangers were. But anyway, what it ended up being was like a Jerry Seinfeld episode, a show about nothing, which is my favorite kind of show. This was not a Jerry... First of all, we've been talking about nothing since high school. <laughs> we Jerry Seinfeld stole that thing from us, the nothing Basically. thing. That was us. Yeah, the nothing that thing was us. fucking asshole. Jerry, we're coming this, for you. This, this this show epitomized epitomized the locks and the bagel. I think yes, the locks and the bagel, non-linear, random, emotional, lovely, emotionally two dudes emotionally sitting on a bed, chewy. T- can you move your hand? Chewy. Take your hand off my leg. <laughs> you know, my hand has never once been on your leg. 
That's not my hand. That's a scorpion <laughs> that crawled out from the mountains in which you live, which My wife was me. stung by a scorpion. She was stung by a scorpion. And there are coyotes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to say it one more time. Last night, I went to bed. I am right now sleeping in the, the child's room. And the child is in the... Don't say I'm sleeping in the child's <laughs> Without room. Without the child. The child is not in the room. She gave me her bedroom. She's so sweet. She's so loving. She gave me her bedroom because it's, it's cooler in there because I can't sleep in the heat. The room she's sleeping in, which is the office, living room, kitchen right now, it gets direct sunlight. And so she agreed to take it so I could sleep in a room that was cooler so I could sleep. She's such a gentle and lovely child. But anyway, so... Um, last night at 10 o'clock, I'm, I'm in the bed. I'm watching the Disney Imagineering show on Disney Plus about the history of Disneyland, which is fascinating, by the Nazis. way. Nazis. <laughs> fascinating. And That's I start even, to hear... It's not, it's not funny. She didn't call... It's Walt not Di- funny, you hypocritical I call, bastard. She didn't call Walt Disney a Nazi. He was a Nazi sympathizer. He was maybe a Nazi sympathizer. He was a completely a Nazi sympathizer. He was maybe he was a not, Nazi sympathizer. But he was not a Nazi. But he was also... So go on. You're, watch, you're watching a show about the Nazi, the mitigate, Nazi sympathizer. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so it was about the Imagineers, which is the coolest job in the history of the world. Anyway, so I'm in the bed with my headphones on, listening to this thing, and I start to hear this. You know what? That's actually a pretty... No, I'm not kidding. That's a pretty good impression of that was, coyotes. And by the way, that was my first coyote impression, and I have to say, like, I was pretty proud of myself. I think you you just almost uh, nailed yeah, it. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. So I hear outside... You know, I'm I'm kind of afraid... Of wild animals. I think everybody who knows me knows that. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the wilderness. I'm a city kid. I, I went camping when my daughter was in kindergarten, first grade, car camping in Malibu. That's the most, you know, wilderness I want. And, and uh, meaning you were in the parking lot of the Four Seasons in Malibu. <laughs> no, that's, that's, no, we that were. Was, we were uh, that was your version of car camping. No, we were in the campground with you know celebrities and margaritas and what everybody in the West Side of LA does when they camp in their elementary school. Um, listening to Tommy Schlamy of the West Wing tell his amazing stories about what happened in the background, which was the most interesting shit in the world because that was my favorite show. But anyway, so Boris Yeltsin, a lot about Boris Yeltsin. That's all I'm going to say. You look no. it up. But anyway, so last night I'm in the bed. I'm hearing Bruce this Willis howling noise. Your kids uh, you know, let's not go there. Was it uh, Dick? Yeah, can you? I'm not going to. Uh, I, I refuse to acknowledge or deny that. Um, but anyway, uh, I lost my train of thought. Coyotes. <laughs> coyotes so i'm hearing this noise and i'm literally like thinking to myself these coyotes are gonna come through the window they're coming for the child i'm gonna have to go in and protect the child i'm terrified i'm not you know that thing that this week there was an article about a woman who wrestled her child from the mouth of a mountain lion i read this yesterday and i'm thinking to myself hmm yeah maybe i would do that with a child if if they came for the cat i'm like he was a good cat we loved him. Not not going there. I'm not going to take my hand into the mouth of a mountain lion or coyote to get a cat. Oh, I'm definitely not doing it for a cat. But you might do it for a dog. Oh, I would do it for a dog. Yeah, I wouldn't do it for a dog. I would do it for your child, though. But I would, I would be terrified while yeah. I was doing it. But anyway, so last night, there was a pack of wild, rabid, feral coyotes. I guess all coyotes are feral. And they were... <laughs> I'm uh, guessing they are. <laughs> unless you have them in the home. Um, unless you're like Tom Cruise and you have some weird, like, you know, that Mormon underwear and the, the, the coyote Tom Cruise is not thing. a Mormon. What are you is talking he, about? Isn't he? Isn't Scientology... Uh, uh, no. Didn't they merge? I thought they bought Mormonism. 
Wasn't that like McDonald's they, buying they Carl's Mormon. Jr.? Yeah. Didn't right. Scientology exactly buy right. the Mormon church? Did McDonald's buy Carl's Jr.? No, but I got you oh. excited right there. That was my hook. I was just trying to I see was, if no. Yeah. And then you're going to and you're saying will the double will the will the double quarter pounder become a western bacon should cheeseburger? Should we go should we eat a western bacon cheeseburger today? On the next show. Yeah, we're going to do that for the live. We're going to go we're going to actually take the equipment to Carl's Jr. and watch Joshua vomit. <laughs> So that's going to be fun. No, I bet it's delicious. It is delicious. But wait, let me let me just finish this thing with the coyotes because I was terrified. I was in the bed listening to like the happiest place on earth song. You know, I was listening to Disney and I'm hearing these rabid coyotes and I'm thinking like, this could be the end. This could be the last night of my life. Do I want to die here in this moment by eaten alive by coyotes? You were inside a house. Yeah, that's, you know, coyotes right through the window. I had in my head, I imagine two coyotes literally going, coming through the glass, and as they're going through the glass, opening their jaws, and as their jaws open, they attach themselves to my face and rip my face off. It's not my a body. Zack Snyder film. It's just, it's just a house. <laughs> That's what I imagine. I'm just saying. I, I'm not a coyote fan. Anyway, all right, Josh. It was nice talking all to right, you. So let, nice and, being and on let, the bed. Let, can you take move your hand <laughs> again with the hand? You know, I just want to let's let's, let's point something out here too. Okay, it's an almost nine fifteen in the morning. Really? Know, yeah. And who's not here yet? Western Standard Time. The the people working on Joshua's house. Yeah, not here yet. And if you if you could look at Joshua's body right now, you would see steam coming out of his joints. Steam, actual steam. Nine fifteen, and then and then what's going to happen? Is like four, they'll leave at four, <laughs> and they'll take an hour for lunch. Welcome to the construction industry, my friend. It's <laughs> just like, what the fuck, man? I, know. I wouldn't do it's that. It's very frustrating. And as we, as, we, as we come to an end of this episode of Locks in the Bagel, Joshua's frustration level builds and builds and builds. For Joshua Beckett and, and all his rage, I'm Kenny Benjamin. Oh Thank God. you for listening oh to God. Locks in the Bagel. We'll see you next time. Um, for more information about Locks in the Bagel, Go to lovefearchocolate.com. Why are you whispering? I don't know. I'm feeling very like... Are you trying to seduce me I'm feeling again? very much like in the bed late at night with a cocktail. And it's nine in the morning. But I just think this voice is the voice we should end the show with. Because it's soothing. Take your clothes off. Don't you find... <laughs> you're so blue. Don't you find it soothing? Or is it a little scary to you? It's not scary. All right. Goodbye. The music for Locks in the Bagel is provided exclusively by John Ali.